Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The fan uh, here in beautiful Hales Corners, Wisconsin. Uh, over there, he is Nathan Marzion, Bucks super fan. Uh, as we do Green and Growing, the podcast talking Bucks basketball and NBA basketball for the most part. Uh, we do it a couple of times a week, normally on uh, Monday nights and Thursday nights, and then it's available for you on Tuesday and Friday mornings. You can always download it on your Odyssey app. Uh, and uh, if that is not something you can do, then wherever you download your favorite podcast at. I'm a big fan of the Odyssey app because then you can also uh, go to the 1250 uh, portion of the Odyssey app and listen to all the recent interviews I've done. Tim Dillard uh, this week talked to him, our weekly talk about the Brewers. I uh, had Jake Kokorowski on from Badgers Extra talking about Badgers football recruiting. Big weekend for them over the weekend. That's up uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, so go check that out, uh, too, when you're on the Odyssey app. And then, of course, the Odyssey Sports YouTube page where we are live streaming as well from time to time. These videos will live there, too, if you search for Green and Growing or Kurt and Long if you're a Packers fan. All right, Nathan Marzian, uh, timing of this uh, works out uh, fairly well. Earlier today, news breaks from Sham Sharania of The Athletic concerning your Milwaukee Bucks. What say you, Mr. Marzian? Yeah, so Sham said that um, Chris Middleton underwent successful surgery on his right knee shortly after the playoffs to address an issue that plagued him this past season. He's expected to fully recover and should be back on the court in July, and it says it's a minor arthroscopic procedure so nothing major um it was planned and scheduled prior to the season coming to a close so it was kind of just a planned thing not a huge deal but chris did have you know something done on his knee and that's i i took this as a very good thing like i was like okay awesome you know chris should be and he's gonna recover right away chris should be back ready to go there's not really i'm not gonna have any huge injury concern injury concerns for him going into next season this just is like okay, he's getting something fixed. It'll be done by July. That's three months before the season starts. Um, so I, I look at this as a good thing. Like a, To me, this is the the last piece of Chris getting back to normal, getting close to back to normal, because he came back, had those knee issues all throughout the you know regular season, and it was something that <clears throat> he re-aggravated a little bit late, and it affected him a little bit, but he he looked fine in the playoffs. This isn't like it was something that you know, made him look terrible, definitely impacted his defense probably a little bit. But um, overall, it was just something that like, you knew he was still dealing with and you knew that 
he probably wasn't a hundred percent. Maybe he was maybe eighty percent, whatever. So um, just good to hear that he's going to be. You know, sounds like back to at least full health by the time next season comes around. And so I I fully expect him to be very good next year. I think. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that, but yeah, we'll I, get into um, the Twitter poll question that Nathan Marzian uh, put out. We do it on Thursdays. Twitter poll question of the week. All you have to do is follow Nathan Marzian on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Be able to get that uh, Twitter account. You can also follow at Sparky Radio. Tweet out some stuff from time to time as well, or retweet a lot of Nathan Marzian stuff like everybody else does. Uh, so we'll get to the Twitter poll question and the answers. So this goes back to January, according to the uh, article. Uh, And apparently Middleton had some knee swelling and no matter what they did, they couldn't essentially get it to go away. So he was pretty much playing. I don't call it hobbled, but bothered uh, by the knee pretty much the rest of the season. And they try to give it extra rest and all that stuff. And he, they just couldn't get it right. So now they go in and they have this surgery. I think, I don't know if they technically ever called it a scope, but that's what it sounds like. They're just going to go in there, clean up the knee. Uh, get some loose cartilage out of there, whatever the case may be, uh, and he'll be ready to go. A scope uh, isn't necessarily fun, but it's pretty rudimentary, and you pretty much can't screw it up, I don't think. Uh, so I, I think from that aspect, it's good. I will be honest. When I saw the news, I thought of Nathan Marzian in the last uh, Green and Growing episode. See, now he's going to start smirking over there on, on the video if you're watching uh, on uh, Odyssey Sports YouTube. Because in the last video, I said, because he has a player option that we all expect him to opt out of, I think. Uh, and he can make $40 million. Now, the reason you'd opt out is so you can go make more money, or at least normal people. That's why they would opt out. Otherwise, you take the $40 million if you don't think you can get more than that. Nathan Marzian's idea uh, was that he, he was going to take less uh, and sign the longer term. For one deal. year. For one year, last bit's a longer deal. Right. But, but, but Okay. So it's essentially, what did you say? Three at, uh, four at 120 Yes. Yeah. Four at 120. So $30 million a year is what Marzano thinks he's going to take. I thought that was lunacy and didn't see any way possible Milton was going to do that. I said somewhere between 40 and 45 he's going to get. Uh, if he signs with the Bucks, if he signs somewhere else, he's not going that far back to 30 million regardless. And Marzian pointed out, man, he's been hurt the last couple of years and so forth. And then here comes word of another surgery on Chris Milton. Now, grant you, even if it's a scope, but it's just something else that you can point out about Chris Middleton that you can be kind of concerned about. And you can look at David Bakhtiari for the Green Bay Packers, right? How many times have they had to go in and scope his knee and drain his knee and do all this stuff in order to try and get him right? And even last year for the Green Bay Packers, they couldn't get him right during the season. Now we're at the point with Bakhtiari He's probably not going to practice hardly at all during the season. Now, is that alarming? I don't know if if it's alarming. Charles Woodson barely never practiced with the Packers by the end time, by the time he was said and done. A lot of these vets don't do it, but you're trying to keep that knee as right as you can. I'm hoping this isn't going to be a situation with Middleton where, okay, they drain it. We get to the season and by January, they're going to have to go in and drain it again, or he's going to have to play with a blown up knee again, kind of going forward. That's the one thing we don't know. And we won't know until we get farther into the season to kind of see how this whole thing is going to play out. But it definitely lends itself to another red flag that would lean towards Marzion being right and him having to take less money if he can't find more money uh, on the open market. Or his agent just says, dude, you're not going to get more money on the open market. The smart move is just take this move. It's all guaranteed money. So even if you're hurt for the next four years, you're going to get all of it. 
versus going to the open market and possibly uh, not being able to get what you want and then having to go crawling back to the box and go, okay, fine, I'll take your deal, right? Because these agents all talk. They all talk to one another. They all talk to team reps and everything else, legal, illegal, whatever you want to call it. That agent knows and has a sense of what he thinks from talking to teams that he thinks he can get Middleton on the open market, right? Just like Aaron Jones of the Packers takes a pay cut. Why? Because his agent's like, you're not going to get this deal anywhere else. And then you see Delvin Cook get released today by the Vikings. Why? Uh, part of it, a good part of it is financial because of the running back situation. So all of this will factor into what Middleton's going to do. With that, we have some other Bucks news too before we get to the Chris Paul stuff. Concerning Bucks assistant coaches, this is just cracking me up. It really is. This is a coaching staff they're putting together for Adrian Griffin, but we'll get to that momentarily. Uh, Nathan Marzian, Twitter poll question of the week, my friend. What did you put up there? All right. So the question is over the next few years, because again, I'm a, we're kind of assuming they already had rumors of it that regardless of how much it is, it sounds like Chris will probably get a three to four year deal right. done this offseason. That's very likely in my opinion. So we're going to have Chris going forward. Not sure how much yet, but um, the poll of the week. How close do you think Chris Middleton will be to prime form over the next few years? And the the uh, options are he will be in prime form, which only got 9%. Very close to prime form, so about about 90% of, of his full self. That got 38% of the votes. Kind of close to his prime form, about 70% of his self. That got 44%. And then nowhere close to his prime got 9%. So... Overall, I mean, it's pretty split. Like about, it's fifty-three percent are saying he's going to be seventy percent about or worse, and then fifty or forty-seven percent are saying he'll be about ninety percent or better. So pretty split. I mean, you can go first. Well, I'm not as optimistic as you are about just general things uh, with this Bucks team most of the time. Maybe in the playoffs, I was more optimistic than you because you were pretty perturbed uh, and depressed as that playoff series was going on against the Heat. I was kind of trying to keep hope alive with Middleton, just knowing kind of how these things work with the knee. I would say probably 70, 75%. I'd probably be somewhere in that area. I'm not going to say I've given up hope. I think he can still go average 20 and so forth. Do I think maybe he loses some of the explosion and, and some of that maybe if they can't get the swelling Hold fixed? Hold yeah, on. I think Hold so. On. I, I want to stop you right there. Chris Middleton doesn't have explosion. Okay, if, you can make fun of him all you want. That's fine. My but no, no, is, but this is, but my, no, no, this is, I'm just saying that Chris can be, like, Chris can lose his athleticism or lose some of his, you know, explosion. I'm doing air quotes here and still be basically the same player because he didn't have it to begin with. He doesn't need it. He gets, he just gets to his spot. He's a great shooter. Now, could it affect him defensively? Yes. And we saw that last, uh, last season. Yep. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that was more a result of just the injury he was dealing with and not as much of like age and just getting older. It'll get, you know, it's obviously going to get worse as time goes on, but hopefully he can get back to a, a good level this year on the defensive end, like being fully healthy. But I, I just, I hear that a lot where it's like, oh, well, he's he's going to lose some of his, you know, his burst or his athletic. And it's like, yep. he doesn't really need that to begin with. He's not, that's why I'm confident going forward with him is because, we saw it last season. Last, like last season, he towards the end of the year was playing hurt, didn't look great on the defensive end, but he still gives you twenty-two six and six on the offensive end. In the playoffs, he was, you know, when Giannis Giannis came back, and he still might have arguably been our best offensive player. Um, I just, uh, to me, 
I think it's probably 90% because again, I just, I don't know how I think he can lose something on the defensive end. I don't know how his offense will be that impacted by these injuries and by age because he doesn't play like a young player. He doesn't play like a athletic guy who needs that, you know, that burst and that, and that type of athleticism. It's but, just and like you, but as you have pointed out, Marzia, the reason they missed him in that Celtic series uh, your previous was because they need somebody that could kind of create his own shot and get his own shot. And now you can make fun of the fact that you don't think he's got much explosion. And I give you that he doesn't, he's not AI, right? He's not going to John Moran. He's not going to blow by you one way or the other, but he does need some of that, that, that step back that he likes to do some of that stuff that, that could be hampered a little bit. If that knee isn't right. I mean, look, Bakhtiari is an offensive lineman. Okay. So, yes, there is some movement, but that's not the same as a basketball player that relies on their knee even more than, say, an offensive lineman does. It would be like getting a wide receiver or a running back hurt hurt uh, with a, a knee injury because of what you're asked to do cutting left to right. Whether you're fast or not fast, you're still making that movement with your knee uh, and that stop if you're trying to stop to make a pull-up or whatever the case may be. That is what I'm talking about. That's where I get a little bit of a concern. And... He didn't necessarily complain about shooting pain or anything like that, just more uncomfortable and having to deal with it. Uh, so that's the one thing that, like I said, we don't know. Maybe they'll clear it out here. They'll scope it. And then by January, we're still good, and we're good throughout the year. My only hesitancy is more more times than not, when you start dealing with stuff like this, it doesn't go away, and you're constantly having to get it scoped because food's building up in it. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm hoping that's not what the case is, though. I want to ask you, do you think, because these options were both even at 9%, would, yeah. you, would you put the odds greater of him being his prime self or him being bad to the, like, not even close to his prime self, like falling off? No, like I said, it's like 75%. So, but, so but which one, like, if, if, you had, if you had to pay, if you had to bet on one of those two things to happen, which would you be more comfortable betting, that he is his prime self or that he's nowhere close to it? Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Oh, he's closer to his prime self. 75% is close. So, yeah, I would say closer to his prime self. He's not going to be trash. I mean, it, yeah, because that's that, that's what I'm saying is, but there's you know, only, I, how many percent voted that he was going to be trash? Like 5%, 6%? But I'm saying only not, I mean, only 9% said nowhere close and then right. 9%, not 9% said his prime form. So I'm like, okay, to me, I think it's much more likely that he's his prime self because again, we saw him hampered last year, still dealing with injury and he still was putting up good numbers at the end of the year. And it's like, I fully believe that. I mean, if he comes back totally healthy, I, I I don't know why he wouldn't be, you know, really good. I'm not saying he's going to be exactly what he was for sure, but I, I could see that being a possibility. Um, and we do, we know what he gives you offensively. Now the defense is more of a question mark as he gets older, but like I said, offensively, it's just like, he's going to give you 20 to 23. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, that's what you need. You need a 20 point per game guy that can get into his own shots, get to his spots, hit those mid rangers, hit threes. And, you know, he'll give you some playmaking too. He gets you the like six assists a game. Um, so to me, again, there, there's people out there that are like, don't do not pay Chris Middleton. And like, he's, he's cooked, he's done. And it's like, I feel like worst case scenario, you know, barring him having a career ending injury, worst case scenario is like, okay, he is a 20 point per game scorer with bad defense. I, I just don't see how his offense drops off to the point where like, he's, you know, not even playable or he's really, really bad. It's like, he's going to give you what he gives you. Um, so I, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm, I'm excited to see him next year. I think he's going to be awesome. Before we get to uh, the next topic, uh, which is concerning one, uh, Chris Paul, it uh, looks like he's going to be waived by the Phoenix Suns coming up here soon if they can't figure something out trade-wise or otherwise. I, I want to talk about these uh, two latest names popping up here. Now, we knew about Terry Stotts coming back, and we talked about on the last reading going up is so that he's probably the first head coach to come back uh, as an assistant coach in Milwaukee for the Bucks. And now here's Joe Prunty. Now he was an interim kind of head coach, uh, but mainly an assistant nonetheless. Uh, and now we're talking about Joe Prunty coming back as an assistant as well. Uh, so you have Prunty, a former Bucks coach, Stotts, a former Bucks coach, Griffin, a former Bucks coach, who's now the head coach. Uh, as well. And then you get Matumbo, the assistant, not to Kembe. You get Matumbo, the assistant who was under Monty Williams in Phoenix. I know nothing about this dude. Nothing at all. I don't know what he specializes in. I don't know what his strengths are. I know nothing. So I can't offer you anything on this. I'm Prunty. Kind of like Stotts. We're talking about offense, right? Drawing up plays out of timeouts, doing that type of stuff. He did that for kid. So that kind of is his forte. So I know for sure you got two offensive-minded guys in Prunty and Stotts to help Adrian Griffin with the offensive side of the ball, whether it be coming out of timeouts, whether it be whatever the case may be. And Prunty knows something about Giannis because Prunty was here with Kit. So there's that too. And Middleton. You know something about Middleton. So he's got kind of an idea of what he's getting himself into with the two main players. I would assume Giannis and Middleton are happy to have Prunty back. I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Joel Prunty. So I'm assuming uh, they're good with that uh, as well. I like the hire uh, uh, of Prunty. I love the hire 
uh, of Terry Stotts. I think Griffin is doing a nice job putting together a staff or John Horst, whoever's putting the staff together. I think they've done a nice job so far. Yeah, absolutely. It was something that I was definitely happy to see. You know, again, I don't know anything about the other guy, but Prunty was like, okay, awesome. You know, we know he's he's more of an offensive guy. Um, we know he has experience with this Bucks team. Giannis, I know, likes him because there's videos of him. You know, before the games, he would go up and say hi to him and hug him and all that stuff. Yep. So Giannis has to be happy to have him back. And, you know, I have to imagine Chris does too. So, um, yeah, not much to complain about. I mean, again, as I said on the last podcast, it's like if you were iffy about – the Adrian Griffin hiring, you know, because the, really the only questions were lack of lack of experience and, you know, the offense. Well, right. he got two offensive assistants. He got guys that have a lot of experience, and it's like this should at least make you feel better about it. So um, definitely, I think, good hires. Have they said, and maybe I missed it, have they said anything about Oppenheimer coming back? Uh, yeah, he's coming back. He is coming back. So him, him, and, uh, him and him and one other guy, I don't remember who it was, they announced that they were coming back. Okay, I missed it then. Well, good. Because yeah. Oppenheimer is like Giannis's personal assistant coach that yeah. works with him in Greece and everything else. So that is good. I, I like that. So you have Oppenheimer, you have Stotts, uh, you have Prunty, three guys uh, that I think are all good things for the Bucks. A guy coming from the Suns uh, under, uh, I would say, a pretty good coach. Maybe you didn't want him as a head coach of the Bucks, but Monty Williams has won at both stops he's been at. Uh, and took a Suns team that wasn't very good when he got there and turned him into a finals team. So I, I think having somebody coming from that system is also good. And that guy helped game plan against Giannis, too, just like Adrian Griffin did. So having another guy like that uh, is good. I, I don't know how good Griffin's going to be, but I like the, the coaching staff so far. And Vin Baker is the other one that's staying. Uh, that was yes. confirmed. And so. who doesn't love Vin Baker? You know, a buck's true and true and, and always paying his due. Started off in TV, uh, gets to end up in the coaching staff. I don't know how much of a relationship there is, if any at all, between Baker and Griffin. Uh, but good. Because, uh, again, I like having him here. I think he's good for the big men to work with kind of going forward. You know, my guy Myers Leonard. We'll see if uh, Vinny Baby can uh, coach him up some more. Nathan Mars, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be he'll be averaging 15 and 11 before we know it. <laughs> oh, you better hope for your sake he never averages 15 and 11 again because if he does, you're never going to hear the end of it from me. Uh, okay, I got uh, some comment coming in uh, on YouTube, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Our guy Joshua. What's up, guys? At this point, uh, his injuries are really concerning. Talking about Chris Milton. He already lost a step on defense this year before the surgery. The thing is, what do they do? If they let him go, who's out there? They're screwed. No, it, listen. So if if it comes to the point, like we talked about on the last podcast, I believe Joshua uh, partaked in as well. If we get to a point of Milton goes out and finds 45 a year from somebody, let's say that happens, and the Bucks go, nope, not doing it. Okay. I think Milton would play ball for the sign and trade. He doesn't have to, but I think he probably would play ball and go, okay, yeah, fine. Let's do the sign and trade and I'll help you or let you kind of go get guys in return for me or whatever the case may be. That would be the only way they're going to get something of value in return. Whoever that is, is not going to be Chris Middleton. It's just not going to happen, but you're going to get somebody with a decent salary, obviously in order to make this work. And the reason you would do it, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Marzian is you would try to get younger. So you would try to get a young guy with some sizable upside with a pretty good ceiling that you can kind of develop and bring along with Bochamp and then whatever you do with your draft pick uh, this year. And I know that Mr. Marzian, Mr. Marquette guy, uh, has brought up going out and getting Prosper uh, from Marquette. 
I second it. I would be all on board for getting Prosper from Marquette. That would help uh, specifically with guarding the wing and so forth. Uh, like we've talked about in the past, kind of what Milton does. He'd be able to kind of come in and help with what Milton lacks a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I love Prosper and Marquette, so it's not going to be a hard sell for me. But don't you think that's kind of what it is if Middleton were to go somewhere in a signing trade, if that were to occur, if it can occur? I don't even know if it can. But if it can occur, you would want somebody with some high upside. Yeah, yeah. And again, like you said, that's really the only way you're going to get anything for him. If you let Chris walk for nothing, you know, if you don't make a trade, you don't get that money back. People that... You know, and I don't expect people to know this stuff about the salary cap, but it's like the Bucks are in a position where if Chris walks, you don't just get forty million then to spend elsewhere. Like it's not like you saved forty million dollars. No, right. you're over the cap to begin with, so you just lose that. The only way they can use that money is to re-sign their own guys. So um, you can't then just go out and get get guys in free agency. So yeah, if if they were to get rid of Chris, which no signs say that they are. I mean, this is all we're all just talking hypothetically. Um, if they if it got to that point, it would have to be probably through a sign and trade because I don't think the Bucks are willing to just let him go for nothing. Um, and yeah, if, if they were to do that, you'd try to get younger. You'd probably try to get I don't know maybe one guy that can help you a little bit right now while also getting another guy that's a little bit younger. Maybe get a pick. I don't know whatever whatever you can do. But ultimately, this is probably a pointless conversation because we kind of know Chris has been involved in the coaching discussions. It, they've talked about how he's you know probably going to sign an extension. I firmly believe he's going to be back for the next few years. And so all this conversation will kind of be for nothing, but it's really just going to depend on what that contract looks like when it happens. You know, is, is Chris going to ask this, is what we were debating last podcast is Chris going to ask for more. Is he going to just take his $40 million option? Is he going to opt out, take a longer deal for less um, per year? I don't know. We'll see. I, as I said, I think the perfect middle ground right now, and I tweeted this today. I think, I think there's a perfect, middle ground where Chris opts out, takes 30 million a year for four years, maybe three, three to four, whatever. And that gives, so the bucks are then saving 10 million this year to use on Brooke Lopez. They need to try to save that money. And they're also possibly getting a pretty good deal with Middleton. If he does turn out to be his full self and, and come back to form and all that. And the injuries aren't a big deal for Middleton. It makes sense because, okay, you just had another surgery you're going to be 32 in a month. You get a four-year, $120 million deal with a team that you know you really like, you love being here, you're going to be competing for championships. So it guarantees you a contract for the rest of your career. It guarantees you that you're on a championship team for the rest of your career. And so it's just like, it, it seems like a pretty obvious win-win to me. Could it be for a little bit more than 30? Maybe, but I, I just think that's a pretty good middle ground. And I, I really do think that, you know, the Bucks are going to sit Chris down and be like, all right, here's our cap situation. If you take this much, if you take 30 million a year for four years, which again, I think is a, a very fair deal, that helps us sign Brooke. That helps us keep Brooke. We can give Brooke 15 million. And I think Chris would be all on board for that. I don't think he's going to say, oh, I, give me all the money. I don't, you know, Brooke shouldn't get it. I, to me, I just, I, I feel like they would come to some agreement that Chris can take a little bit less this year, get a longer extension. So he's guaranteed money over the next four years, which should be, you know, for a young guy, that wouldn't be as big of a deal because you're like, well, they can just go out and get whatever they want. I don't think that's the case with Chris, given his age, given his injury history. I think he'd be perfectly happy taking a four-year, $120 million deal that just guarantees he's getting paid for the next four years. And so, yeah, to just, I don't know, to see that and, and say, okay, this can help us then 
keep Brooke around and keep us a championship team, I feel like Chris will be for that. This is interesting here. Um, so I went into I went back because I knew I read from Eric Name in the Athletic uh, mailbag asking him a bunch of questions about this whole Lopez and Middleton thing. And somebody asked him about Chris and Brooke taking less money to help the Bucks build the team out rather than enter the second tax apron. Eric names of the athletics said, I don't think the Bucks can go into the offseason thinking Lopez or Middleton are going to give them discounts and help them avoid the second tax apron. The players union is always going to push for players to maximize their contract value. And honestly, the incentives for both players to help the Bucks avoid the second tax apron are not all that significant. As covered last week, the Bucks could extend Jay Crowder before free agency even begins. And they have the rights on a number of players that would allow them to jump over the second tax apron as well. Uh, but while the Bucks certainly need to be prepared for Lopez and Middleton to maximize their personal values, there might not be an undeniable and unanimous value for both players around the league. And that is at least partially due to how a few teams around the league will actually have cap space. Uh, this season, according to salary cap accounting from Track, the six teams that can create at least $30 million in cap space in a practical way this summer are the Rockets, Magic, Spurs, who have Wembenyama, uh, the Jazz, Pistons, and Oklahoma City Thunder, and only five more teams can create at least $20 million in cap space in a practical way. Lakers, Hornets, Pacers, Kings, Mavericks uh, are the other ones that can do that. Now, we're going to get to this whole Chris Paul thing, okay? But let me just say this. If Brooke Lopez was next to Anthony Davis with the Lakers, they'd be awfully, awfully tough to score upon around the rim. Lopez would afford them the opportunity for Anthony Davis to play around the rim. Anthony Davis would afford them the opportunity for Brooke Lopez to play around the rim. Now, we know Brooke Lopez loves it in Milwaukee, loves playing with Giannis, uh, loves the organization, pretty sure he likes the city and all of that, so I'm not saying he would go. But we're talking $20 million in cap space. That would be enough easily to get that done there as far as getting Brooke Lopez in if that's something you wanted to do. The Kings, they need a center. That would also make sense. Uh, as well as another team that that could come into play, the Hornets are just a mess. So I, I don't even know what the, what what they're looking to do. Um, so that that's a couple in the twenty cap a million cap space. If we look at the thirty million uh, guys, the Rockets could pretty much get whoever they want if somebody wants to go play with that young team. James Harden uh, is one guy that is debating uh, going back and playing in Houston. The Magic uh, are a ways away, so I don't know if anybody's intrigued to go play for Orlando. You do have. The two guys in the front office, though, uh, that do have relationships, obviously, with Chris Middleton. So I, I just don't know if you'd be able to convince them. Brooke Lopez, that would be a little bit closer to his house in Disney World. I mean, from that perspective, but you're not going to win anything if it's about championships, right? Uh, the San Antonio Spurs, Wemenyama, don't you think, Marzian, they go get him another player, all-star player, uh, to play with outside of what they have on that Spurs roster already uh, as a way to compete quicker with Wembenyama coming in there next year. I think the Spurs are going to be in play for several guys would be my guess. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they could, I, it, but you also are like, I don't know. Do you want to, it, it all depend kind of on, I guess how Wembenyama is looking for them. And is it something you want to just be like, let's, we want to compete immediately year one, like rush and kind of rush it a little bit. I don't know. They might just be like, Hey, let's, Fully let, like, let's take this year to just be completely about making sure this is, like, the dude and developing him as best we can, not worrying too much about, like, winning a ton of games and, you know, getting the getting the six, seven seed in the in the West, whatever. So, I I don't know. They could go either way with it. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to get it. You know, they're going to have some room to get him some other guys. But 
I don't know how aggressive they're going to be to like, let's try to compete immediately. Um, Cause I feel like they're, I feel like they're one of the more kind of patient franchises a little bit. For sure. Like, it, let's, you know, let's just let things develop. And then once we kind of know what we have, okay, then we'll go get our guys. But I don't know. Bob isn't getting any younger though. Yeah. Where's that? Bobovich is not getting any younger but, at this point. So I know. So I, we'll see what happens. I just want to point out that, you know, again, those, those teams you mentioned at the 30 million, like, again, all of them are obviously younger teams that don't have these, you know, a, many superstar players that they're playing right. a ton. And that's why I'm like, I just don't see a team giving Chris that much because all those teams that can give him, you know, even close to 40 million will be those younger teams that it's like, why would they want to go pay Chris Middleton that much money? I, I just don't see how that matches up with what they're trying to do. Um, I, like, if there was a team that somehow had the cap space and, you know, if if the... I don't know if the Lakers had a little bit more cap space. It was like, okay, and it's like, okay, they, they can plug him in there. And, you know, they were in the Western Conference Finals. That could be their missing piece. Sure, but I just don't see that. I, 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 there's no team out there that I'm like, oh, that, that team's going to go get Chris from us. And Chris will go want to, you know, play for that team over the Bucks. So to me, I do think Chris, look like they'll look around and say, okay, you're not, in my opinion, he's not going to get $40 million from anyone. And so it'll be a, a, a matter of, okay, do you want to, take your one year deal with the bucks for 40 million or stay just guarantee you stay with the bucks and have a contract for four years at a slightly lower salary. I, I just think he would take that for the Let's first year lower salary. Yep. I got you. I, 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 again, I'm still on the other side I, of this. I, I yeah. can't see him doing it. I, I just can't. And like a name brought up the players union is going to be involved too. They're not going to let him go that much backwards, but we'll see. All right, here's Chris Paul topic. I got to talk about this. How much of an impact can Chris Paul still have on a team at this point of his career? Uh, as it looks like he's going to be waived or traded here by the uh, Phoenix Suns. I think they have until June 28th to kind of figure out uh, what they want to do here. Uh, then the other is, would he be a good fit for the Milwaukee Bucks? And there was a report out that the Bucks may be one of the teams that are interested in Chris Paul uh, as well. I'll let Marzion start because I want to see his thoughts on Chris Paul before I say mine. Go ahead, Nathan Marzion, and follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. Look, I'm not... I'm not a Chris Paul fan, but that doesn't mean I think that he has no value that, you know, a, a team can't get him and he can be a, a valuable addition to them. The dude had, you know, every pretty much every year he's going to average about nine assists a game, 10 assists a game, a couple turnovers. Like he, he's going to have, he's going to be a really good ball handler floor general for your team. And as far as the bucks go, it's important to note that like the Bucks can only get him either at a minimum Correct. or if they keep the tax pyramid level with that $5 million tax pyramid level. So at those prices, yes, I would take him because to me, that's just like almost a free, you know, floor general for the Bucks. It's like, okay, like a, a veteran floor general that you can put alongside Drew and, you know, again, do I, do I like Chris Paul? No, but I think that that's kind of a no brainer to me at that price. Um, I I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be making that little. Is he what he once was? No, but I I for sure think he can still be of value to someone um, that is looking for a ball handler like you know us, the Celtics, a team like that, maybe the Lakers. I I, I mean I'm sure if he doesn't come back to the Suns, he'll probably end up with the Lakers. But you know, again, nine assists, two turnovers. That's kind of what he's always going to give you, and that's a valuable thing to have. Is just a guy that can consistently put up those numbers. And he'll he'll give you some scoring too. You know, you're gonna average like 14 a game. I mean, I, I just he's not some complete scrub. 
Now, I like Chris Paul because he promotes the PBA Tour. Big fan. Uh, pretty good bowler, too. Yeah, big fan of that. Uh, so I like Chris Paul from that perspective. I think Chris Paul's a decent player. Uh, I agree with you. If it's a minimal type deal, which it would have to be for the Bucks, I'm good. I questioned offensively what this would look like a little bit. Uh, Holiday would obviously have to play the two. Uh, as far as defending the two, Paul would have to defend the one. They don't need Chris Paul's leadership. I think Boston would be perfect. If you want to talk about somebody that could go in there and kind of help, kind of get Tatum and Brown in line and, and going in the right direction at the right time, Paul could be that. I do. I think he could really maybe be their missing piece, that one vet that could come in there and help those two younger dudes kind of get over the hump a little bit and maybe get them a ring. If I'm Chris Paul, I'm ring chasing. I need a damn ring. So I'm going to go wherever I think I can win a ring. If I got to play for minimal money, then I'm going to go where I think I can have the best chance to win a ring. I'm sorry. I know he's friends with, with LeBron. I get all that. I, I, if I'm him, I can't look at those two and go, oh yeah, they'll be healthy all year. Oh yeah. They'll be there when I need them. No, I can't. There's just no way I can possibly do that at this point. There's no chance. If he's being honest with himself and can get past the we're friends part of it, there's no way you pick the Lakers of everybody you could possibly pick to go play. I think Boston makes a ton of sense. I think Milwaukee would make sense as well. And then you could move on from Grayson Allen or Pat Connaughton or whatever you want to do there uh, to clear up a roster spot to get him on the roster. I think that'd be a lot of fun to let Chris Paul initiate. I'm hoping with Adrian Griffin, we're done having Giannis bounce the ball 30 times before he decides to attack a, a, a defense going forward. Uh, so that would kind of alleviate the pressure from him or Middleton to have to run the offense when Drew's out. I, I just, I, I love it for the Bucs. I, I would be all for it. But again, we have to get to the point where he's ring chasing for sure and not caring about the little amount of money that he's going to make. And the other part of this is, I think the answer is yes. How hard will Giannis go after him? That's the other part. And Drew, I think, I think Drew's the other guy that's keen all of this. Drew's got to be cool with somebody else coming in and running the offense because he's a point guard, true and true. And I, I don't know what that's like. I would assume he'd be cool because he just seems like that cat's like, sure, whatever helps the team, I'm good. Let's go. You know, I'm all, I'm, I'm, you know, the perfect teammate essentially is what Drew Holiday is. Uh, so if you have Drew and Giannis both heavily recruiting them, I think that helps. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's. A lot of it's going to come down to money, and I just, I to me, I find it very unlikely that he'll play for, you know, five million or the minimum, depending on which one we have. I just, I think he's going to be able to get a little bit more somewhere else. And do I think Chris Paul is going to want to come to the Bucks that bad that he's willing to take that little money? Probably not. Now, again, if he if he is, then I to me it's a no brainer. Like I said, I just I don't know how you wouldn't want you know a, a one of the all time great floor generals to come and play for us for either $5 million or a minimum when that's a big need right now is to have that point guard. Um, so yeah, if, if they, they can somehow do it, absolutely. And you mentioned that they, you know, they might have to get rid of someone to get a, a roster spot. They wouldn't even have to because you can sign someone for a minimum like that. You know, they're going to have roster spots to do that. They'd have to get, they, you know, it just mean they're probably not going to re-sign one of their end of bench guys. And then if they use the tax pyramid level, it's the same thing. Like that's just a roster spot already there for them. Um, so yeah, I mean, they could, if, if he's willing to play for that little and wants to come here, yes, he can just sign with us 
I guess I really should have just said that gives you a good reason to get rid of one of those other two guys. That's how oh, I should I have see, phrased I it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want either one of them. But either way, um, they're probably going to end up having one or both of them. I would assume next year. I, I well, I, I would love to know the 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 Connaughton take uh, from Griffin and this coaching staff. We know Bud loved him. Uh, everybody's always asking me what what is he doing out there again. I love them. I love Grayson Allen. I love Brooke Lopez. One thing about Bud, man, he was loyal. And you know, I shouldn't say like he's dead. He's not dead, but he's a loyal dude, man. When he gets the guys that he really likes, man, he's gonna he's gonna roll with you, good or bad, no matter what happens. He's rolling with you, and he's gonna get another head coaching job, and he's gonna win a lot of games, no doubt. I don't know if he'll win another championship in his career, but he'll go win a lot of games somewhere. Doc Rivers will eventually get another head coaching job. He's gonna go win a lot of games somewhere. Not sure if he'll ever win another championship, but they're gonna win a lot of games, and they're gonna coach for a long time, no matter. What you or me or any other Bucks fan thinks of them kind of going forward at this point, Nathan. All I'm gonna say is besides maybe Chris, there's not a another player on the Bucks besides Pat Hunton that I'm more confident shooting forty percent from three in the playoffs. I but you know he does this all the time. He he does preference it all the time by saying playoffs. Because he knows in the regular season it can get ugly with yeah, Connaughton. But it, but that doesn't matter. Who cares at this point? About the, it doesn't matter. Shoot, You can shoot 20% in the regular season for all I care. Shoot 40% in the playoffs and we're good. Uh, he has Nathan Marzion, Bucks super fan. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. I am Steve Sparky Fiverr. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Download this beautiful green and growing podcast on your Odyssey app wherever you download your favorite podcast at Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well where we are live streaming it from time to time. We do a little bit more of that uh, lately. People seem to enjoy it. Uh, so make sure to check us out there as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one, everybody. Uh, and again, remember, be nice to Nathan Marzion on Twitter. That's all I ask. Be nice. Have a good one.